0: Father, we thank you for this day that we celebrate your dear son, and we ask that the word that will be proclaimed will fall upon the good soul of our hearts, that you will be glorified thereby. We thank you. We honor you for it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This is, a, I guess we'll go ahead and call it the fifth episode of our series, Comfort and Joy. Um, traditionally, there's only four episodes. Advent messages, uh, this being the special day that it is, at Christmas, and it falls on a Sunday, so we're just going to just call it episode number five of this series. If you remember our first episode, we talked about the time has come. Then the next episode, we talked about the place is available. Then we went on and talked about the settlement of the issue. And last week we talked about the cousin, John, when we talked about proclamation of the declaration. And today I want to take a really quick moment of time as spoken. Also I want us to jump over to 1 John, the first chapter, starting at that fifth verse. And this says this, this is the message we have heard from him. all sin father we thank you for your word we ask that it will rest gain root in our hearts and minds that we will grow thereby amen Amen. again talking about light as we have gone through this entire advent season we have come upon one common practice every sunday every sunday we lit a candle. The candle to represent the illumination or the marking of a specific situation along this Advent line. We started off with anticipation and then we went to preparation. Then we went to waiting and and then we went to Annunciation, and so now we have come to all the prelude has gone by, and we've come to the center candle in the wreath. And the center candle represents Christ himself. We've had all these indicators up to, all these things that prepared us along the way, and now we've come to himself, Jesus. We always hear about folks wanting to create a picture, and they always want to build up around in order to get to the main point. That's part of the wonderment of telling a story, that you provide some background, some backdrop to assist people in arriving at or seeing as you are talking about it, the picture. And we notice that as we are going forward and as we are looking at this situation where the anticipation of all the years of the children of Israel waiting for the Messiah, and the things that they went through to prepare to get to that point, and as they were waiting there, and then it came to, the announcement that he was there and the funny thing is that even during the announcement of Jesus being there because he did not come the way that they thought he should come they didn't believe it. but the one thing that we know about light that light removes darkness in fact darkness Is the definition of lack of light. Light is the generating, light is the illuminating thing. And lack of light equals darkness. And so today I just wanted to take a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes, a couple of hours just to, okay, a couple of minutes, a couple of seconds to. Discuss with you light. And my sanctuary has become the peanut gallery, but we're going to go on with it anyway because they messing with me, y'all. So, oh Lord. And I even got to bless my heart. All right, we are going forward to say this. That just as Jesus is the light of the world and because Jesus resonates in us that we likewise should be light wherever we are that because he came in and became the light of the world then we should be the light of our world Your world is whatever realm of influence that you have. Your world is your family, your friends, your associates. What are you illuminating in those situations? Jesus always illuminated. He always brought forth the will of the Father. He said repeatedly, that is, I have not come here for myself, but I've come here To do the will of him that sent me. And in that like manner we should be the light in every situation that we are involved in. We should be the illumination. We should be bringing forth an environment that casts out darkness and provides light. Well what does light do? Light provides us the ability to see longer to see better, to see what it is in front of us. Have you ever tried, played the game where you sat there and and they set up chairs and the responsibility was a person was on the other end of the room and and they had to guide you blindfolded through those chairs. And you don't realize how difficult something is until you're in the middle of it. When you have lost the ability to see, when you are in darkness, you get to laugh at folks falling over chairs and see, especially when you play with husbands and wives, how they get flustered with each other because it's it's, it's humorous that they say, take a step to the right, and then they say, that's not the right, and and it, it can become quite comical. But the issue is, when you can't see, you're very reluctant to go forward. When you can't see, you'd rather stay where you are than proceed into what you think is darkness. But I want us to understand that when Jesus came to the world, he came to illuminate the direction that God has for us to go he came that that the every mountain every hill will be made low he came that the uneven ground will be made level he came so that we can see that the rough places are now plain that the crooked places are now straight he he's come and so that we can have direction in fact the bible tells us that his word is a lamp unto our feet and it's a light unto our path. Of we let his word abide in us and we abide in him that it will guide us in a direction that we need to go. So let us operate in the light. Let us be the light in every situation. And when we are Being the light, what we are exampling is the fact that God is leading us and guiding us along the way. That the things that we are saying are giving us the direction and helping others to find direction in the most difficult sometimes of situations. Because we know that there is no darkness Him, So there is no thing that's going to catch us by surprise if we abide in Christ Jesus. And because of this, if we walk in the light, the Bible says, as he is in the light, we will have fellowship not only with God, but we have fellowship one with another. And we've talked about before that two are better than one because if one falls, someone is there to assist them. And so we want to be that light. And the more light you bring together, the brighter the light becomes. And so we want to be the light in our environment, the light in our world, the light in our fellowship, that it will become a mighty beacon that will draw others to the light. We all realize how the light has the power of drawing. At night, if you look outside and someone has a porch light on, you'll see the insects being drawn to the light. Some of us, when we were growing up, would stand outside in the dark and light a candle just to watch the moths fly toward the candle. And sometimes the moss would get a little too close and you'd have roasted moss. I'm sorry. I'll just tell you how we did it. But anyway, so when we go and we are a light, we cause things around us to be brighter. We should be the brightness in every situation We should be the drawing power to help others to be encouraged in every situation. Why? Because we lean on the power of God in us to help others to become what it is that they need to become. And with that said today, I just want to encourage you to hold on. Understand that You have the uh, beacon inside of you called Jesus, and Jesus is the light of the world. And the song says, forever shining in your soul. And so we want to illuminate. We want to be that light that draws and causes folks to see the hand of God in our lives. Amen. Amen. With that being said, I want us to now jump into our stewardship. Stewardship is the management of the resources that God has given you. And we're going to be looking at John the third chapter and the 16th verse and the 17th verse in the Amplified. Before we actually jump in there, we're going to talk about Project 550. Project 550 is setting aside $5.50 a day for? 1,820 days. 1,820 days. Or $38.50 a week for? 260, 260 weeks. 260 weeks. Or $167 a month for? 60 months. 60 months. At the end of that time period, you will have $10,000 because we want to create a habit of savings. A habit of savings. The Bible says like this. It says, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him as Savior shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son in the world to judge and condemn the world, that is, to initiate the final judgment of the world, but that the world might be saved through him. God did not send darkness into the world. He sent light because he wanted us to see what it is that he has for us. And in like manner, he has given us a responsibility to manage the resources that he has given us and the greatest resource that we actually have is the message of Jesus Christ. That we can give it to others freely and that we can have them to see it operating in our lives and that we can do it in a manner that will glorify God. And it's not for us to hoard, it's for us to give. It's a a light that continues to shine. And even the more you give it away, the more it is in you. And so we want to operate in the mindset that we know that God gave so that we, in like manner, should be givers. And this is the last opportunity of giving for the last Sunday to give for in 2022. And so we want to ex- just let God know that we appreciate all that he's done for us throughout 2022. And we are excited about what we have to go forward in to 2023. Next week I'm going to talk about all that we were able to do with the income that we had come in. The, the orphanage that we were able to bless. The uh, homeless shelter that we were able to be a blessing to, some other things that we've done because we have been givers. We have taken our light and extended it into the lives of other people, and we're so excited about that. Let us go over our memory verse. Our memory verse comes from Luke, the sixth chapter, 38th verse. We have modified it a little bit so that it can resonate with us stronger. And we say it all together and with a loud voice. Luke 6.38 says, Give, give and, and it shall I be given, given unto me. me. Good, good measure, measure, pressed down, and, and shaken together, and running measure, over, shall men give unto my bosom. For with the same I measure be, that I meet withal, it shall I be measured to me, me again. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give. And we ask that as we give this day, as we are taking what you have given us and we are returning some, a portion of that back to your house that it may be used to bless your community, bless your kingdom. We just thank you, God, that because as we give, it will come back to us, good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. We thank you and we honor you for that in the name of Jesus. And so we're going to call it a day. We're going to thank you all for tuning in, worshiping with us, having this time with us today. We just wanted to take a moment of this day just to tell you to enjoy your family, enjoy your friends, enjoy yourself, and rest and enjoy Jesus. Because Jesus is the reason for the season. And so our benediction for today is this. Enjoy yourself, enjoy Jesus, and celebrate him. So what we're going to do is, as we are having our time for giving, then it's just going to transition into our closing song, and we're just going to have a dismissal after that closing song plays out. All right? If you want to give in the sanctuary, you can give either through the envelope system or... You can give online. If you are out there at, uh, in uh, Facebook land, uh, you can't give in all envelope system, so you have to do it online. You can go to the app or you can go to the website, go to the give, and you can give in that direction. And as we say always, until next time, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.